Shall we bow for prayer together? May the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, Father. You who are our strength and our Redeemer. Well, as a congregation, we're waiting. We're patient. We're in a pause mood, waiting for a search committee and waiting for God to show us so much of his pleasure and his direction. And with a nominated committee slate, as was mentioned, we're looking for folks to serve in our midst, and we're waiting. And for some of you involved, particularly in leadership, but maybe even others of you as you pray with me, you may be a little like the father who was shopping with his baby in a cart. And the father, as he pushed the cart through the store, kept saying, Keep calm, Josh. Don't get excited, Josh. Don't yell, Josh. A woman overheard him as he went by in the aisle, and with great admiration, she said to him, You are certainly to be commended for your patience, trying to quiet little Josh. Lady, he said, I'm Josh. Our text this morning directs us in a very unusual way. It paints a picture of an unusual scenario. Most of us find that the usual that happens is that large amounts of matter become smaller. Large amounts of matter become smaller. That's what we're used to. So we have to regularly plug in our cell phone because the battery wears down. Regularly, we get a paycheck that gives us a significant amount. But even before the end of the pay period, it runs out. One buys groceries on a regular basis only to have them run out, sometimes faster than we expect. We fill our gas tank, and little by little, it empties. We do not expect little amounts to become large amounts. We live in the context, normally, that large amounts become smaller. A penny does not become a loony. From our text read this morning in Ezekiel, what appears to be insignificant leads to value, or if you like the phrase, good things come in small packages. The context of our text this morning is one in which Ezekiel is writing to those who are discouraged and in captivity. Exiles have been stolen and taken to a far country. The temple has been destroyed. It no longer exists. That focal point for the people is gone. Great discouragement is pervasive as Ezekiel writes his book. But in Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, he claims that Yahweh will rise the righteous to power. He will lift the righteous to a position of power and influence. And so in this particular chapter, in 47, not unfamiliar to many of you, there is a vision that occurs, or an allegory of some writers have said, same idea, in which the 
Ezekiel was examining the new temple through the leading of God's Spirit, and it was done in the form of a man. So a man approaches Ezekiel in this vision. And in the vision, he sees what is to be the new temple, the future, the positive, what to expect as he catches the vision and writes it to the people. The water in the vision in this particular passage relates to the water of life flowing from the Lord, if you like, or His church, if you like, and into a world of need. It is not an unfamiliar image or unfamiliar way of referring to water. One that is familiar to you, let me remind you, is in Revelation, in the very last chapter of the Bible. The first verses of Revelation 22 read, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. Each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding fruit in its every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and the servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. There will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. The image of water there is the same as the water in this text. And then at the top of your inserts in the bulletin, if you're using, you'll find this verse as well from John 4. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. This trickle of water from the altar picks up on the theme of the woman at the well. The trickle will make a difference for the church in 2016. Ezekiel's vision could be a vision for us today. So let me ask briefly, how might this stream make a difference for us in Vancouver? How might this trickle of water, as it's described in the NIV, come out and make a difference in Vancouver? Well, the first thing I want to suggest is that we have budding power, verses 1 and 2. Notice the budding power. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. That's important. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar, and then he brought me around the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. The water was coming from under the altar of this vision of a temple. It was just a trickle of water. It wasn't much. The root word in that verse 2 that describes the amount of water is the word that is only used once in the Old Testament. It describes what you might say as a small mouth jar. 
in the Hebrew. This, this amount of water coming out of a small mouth jar is trickling out from under the altar, gurgling. The description of the flow indicates that the original source of the water, this is important, the original source of the water is coming from the Holy of Holies, the very presence of God. And from that presence of God is this small amount of water. The source of the water is God and His power. In principle, the small trickle has a significant influence when it's blessed by the power of the Father. As a flower in blossom has the potential of leaves driving up 53rd this Wednesday morning when I came, uh, driving up to the church to the office, I was so surprised for the blossoms were already out. And I went, because I hadn't seen it. And I knew that beautiful blossom on over those, the white ones in particular on, uh, on here, of course, they're all over color, pink, but those here will eventually say to me, George, the leaves are coming. And, the, and everything is going to come out in green in a very short time. George, to me, this always says every spring, sp- spring is coming and summer is near. The full flower will come. This morning, I want you to consider briefly with me as we look at this building power I want you to consider your contribution to the kingdom of God today, you and me. Does your influence sometime on behalf of the kingdom of God seem just, well, a little? You say to me, George, my influence is is really small. There's so few in my uh, world that are influenced by me, and even if they were, it wouldn't be much. Really, my influence, you say, is not enough to make a difference. This flowing water started very small. The angel in the form of a man had to take Ezekiel and show him this small source, and he had to make sure he understood from whence it was coming. From this small stream will come the budding power to renew, watch this, to renew the whole landscape. From this small stream will come the budding power to renew the whole landscape. To have budding power, we have to be in the frame of mind to take on God's character of reliability. Reliability and dependability. That's the source. It's not much. It's little, but it is dependable because it comes from the place where God dwells. And this morning, the Holy Spirit asks us simply, George, be reliable with what little gift you have. The source was reliable because, as I said, it comes from God himself. 2 Corinthians 3.5 reminds us. 2 Corinthians 3.5. Let's start at verse 4. Such confidence we have through Christ before God Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Secondly, this morning, let's look at building power. 
building power. Well, I won't read the text. It was read already. But what did you see? As the man took in this vision Ezekiel from the east side of the temple, they began to move east. They began to move east. That's important because east is the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea leads to the Jordan River. We'll get there. It's important to realize the water is flowing east. And he says to him when he goes through, you know, and it's 1,500 meters, or no, feet, 1,000 cubits is 1,500 feet. For those of you who like it, it's 450 meters. I looked it up. 450 meters, it was ankle deep, right? 450 more meters, it was waist deep. 450 more, it was, well, you couldn't even swim. It was so deep and so powerful and so moving. Notice the unusual phenomenon this morning. The farther the distance from the source, the greater the flow. The greater the flow. And so he says to Ezekiel, man, man, pay attention. Do you see this? Do you get it? A common expected principle is reversed. The water should be absorbed as it moves from the source to the dry desert. So much like the church. All right? Today, people do not expect to see life in the church in Canada. We do not expect to see love. The world does not expect to see innovation. The world does not expect to see the work of the Spirit. The world does not expect to see joy in the church in Vancouver. And as we move from this fellowship, from this body that meets here on Sunday mornings in worship at the throne of God, right, where He is present, we're not here. The the church is not this building as beautiful as it is, and I'm thankful for those Many years ago, some still here who made this building possible. This is not the church, right? You know that. You and I are the church. We are the church. And as we move from this fellowship each week, or Wednesday night prayer meeting, as we move from our worship experience, we can sometimes become less enthusiastic as we move into our work and our job. We can be less excited. That would be natural. That would be normal. We are less of a witness for Jesus out there than we are in here. That would be natural. That would be normal. But we are the church that meets at the very throne of God where little becomes greater. The church influences the growth of the kingdom of God through the lives lived of believers. It's a reverse principle. Through our presence each day, finds us out there. The principle of building power in this text is that the farther we move from this worship experience, the temple, that is our worship experience, the greater God's influence through us for the renewal of a troubled world. As we move out, we have more influence, my friends, not less. In a society where the Holy Spirit is not known, not an influence, he's ready to grow the kingdom through you and me. Now, you and I are known 
for our work in the king outside where we have jobs, we have schools, we live in a district, we have people up and down our street, we have coffee clutches, we have small groups. We're out there in our daily routine. We are out there, out where it's dry and desolate. This is the building power of God's presence in us, starting with just a little ability, a little enthusiasm, a little faith. Jesus reminds us in Matthew about little faith, doesn't he? Let me just once again remind us. Matthew 17 and 20. Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing is impossible for you. Let's look thirdly at beautifying power. Verse 8. Look at verse 8. He said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down to the Arabah, that's the Dead Sea, where it enters the Dead Sea, and when it empties into the sea, the salty water, watch this, the salty water becomes fresh. The direction of the flow is significant this morning. It's towards desolate places. The symbolism is most striking as the water moves to the area known as desolate, the haunt for outlaw bands. Water flows to Araba, to the stagnant waters where it becomes fresh. It moves towards the Dead Sea, which becomes fresh. It moves through a desolate place, the Wadi of Araba. It is so polluted it supports no living organisms. When I first looked at this text for my third point this morning, I thought instead of using beautifying power, I thought I would use blasting power. I, it had a B, it fit, blasting power. But you know what? As I studied it, I was reminded of something. Hear me on this. God loves us and does not blast his way into our lives. He beautifies. He moves with love and tenderness into our lives. He doesn't blast in. Our salvation is powerful. It is permanent. It could have arrived at Bethlehem with a blast and everybody would have known. Sin's ways being forced off the map. But God's love beautifies enhances and changes for the better in God's perfect timing, beautifying power. The vision from the man is so contrasting from all you and I know. From a small yet spiritual trickle, from a building with almost no influence, well, it was the image, it was a vision of the temple, but it wasn't built yet. It was only a vision of what it could be, so it is only an image of a building of the temple with almost no influence that normally would be insignificant, waning to beautifying power. Follow me then. As you move from this worship experience in the presence of the Father, in the, pre in the presence of the Holy of Holies, and move out into our community, you move from death to life. You move from desert to garden from the lost to the found. 
To get what the angel is showing Ezekiel, we need to be aware of our troubled world. I'm not going to belabor this. You know this. You maybe have brought troubles with you this morning. You may have brought with you this morning a troubled relationship. And you're saying, George, yes, I know what it means to live a troubled experience. I know what it means to live in pain. I don't have to go far, but we have the war in Syria. We have massive killings in Iraq. We have street uh, conflict and children abducted in our own city. We have people whose lives are captured and used in our own city. No freedom at all. You and I are resourced with the water, friends, the water of life. God's Holy Spirit loosed in the world Every Sunday, yes, when we're here, but also after every of your devotional time in the morning or whenever it is, you're loosed from the very tabernacle and the presence of God into a world with a little power, moving with a great resource, for the world is just outside your door. Trickle power is in the control of the Holy Spirit of God in individual lives, our lives, not in the masses. You got that? Not in the masses. In your life and my life. A beautiful text I've left with you in the insert. I want to read it because it's so precious. It comes, same theme, but from Isaiah. And I I chose the message just because it was so profound. Let me read it to you, please. To the people, Isaiah prophesied. Hope I can get through it. (laughs) If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, Quit gossiping about your other people's sins. If you're generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in the sunlight. I will always show you where to go. I will give you full life in the emptiest of places, Firm muscles, strong bones. You will be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. You will use the old rubble of past lives to build anew. Rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You will be known as those who can fix anything. Restore old ruins. Rebuild and renovate. Make the community livable again. Amen. That's us, folks. Our world needs trickle power. Starting with us as individuals here at Ebenezer, excited about a baptism coming, excited to pray for the children of Ebenezer, excited to pray for a transition to a new pastor, excited to celebrate the prayers of the people over these months that have already been answered. For as long as God needs you here, you and I are significant if used in God's control in the power of the Holy Spirit, you are significant. As we move from this place, would you pray with me, please? Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. I'm going to ask that some of you may be saying to me where you're seated right now, you know, George, I realize with my limited power that I want to be influential in my community, in my work, in my place, in my family, wherever it is. And this morning, George, I want to raise my hand to you. You pray for me, please, because I'm committed. 
I'm going to raise my hand and tell you, George, to pray for me because I want to use that. Thank you. I want to use that power as little as it seems in the world in which I live. Anyone else just to say, George, yes, I see. Yes, yes, y'all, yes, again, I see. Yes, thank you. Anyone else? George, it's me. I am. Thank you at the back. Yes, I want you to pray for me to be that person, that power under the influence of the Spirit from this place into my community. Anyone else before I pray? Yes. Yes, again, yes. Thank you. Put the hands down. Yes. Father, through the Holy Spirit, you've spoken to me and you've spoken to us. And I, too, lift my hand this morning, our Father, as a symbol that you would use my insignificance in my view but empower me with the water of life and empower me, Father, to be the person in my community, in my family, in my home, and where I work to influence the desperate, lost, dry places in which I find myself every day. Father, I commit myself, and I pray for these who've raised their hands this morning as just before we celebrate around your Lord's table, Father, who've raised their hands and said, George, me too, me too. Father, you know our hearts. You understand our longing. You understand, Lord, that we go from this place not powerless but powerful. Thank you for that. Use the simple trickle of Ebenezer, Lord, in this community through us. And I thank you for that as we pray. In Jesus' name together. Amen. Let's continue our worship together.